Friends, this is Will Parker. Did you know that Principal Matters reaches thousands of leaders each month? To date, we have more than 1.4 million downloads. And we're also serving education leaders just like you with Grow Academies, Masterminds, Executive Coaching, and Keynote Presentations. I want to invite you to collaborate. As you think about your professional learning for the coming year, how have you reflected on where you and your team members want to grow? I'd like to offer you a complimentary 30-minute session of reflection via Zoom to think about areas of growth. If interested, email me at will at williamdparker.com and we can find a time to connect. Thank you for learning together. Enjoy today's show and thank you for doing what matters. Principal Matters Podcast, episode 381. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about maximizing the superpowers of each individual with my special guest, Jim Wichman. Jim Wichman is the founder of Inspired Edification LLC and an accomplished education administrator with over 25 years of experience in urban and rural public school settings. Having grown up in poverty and even experiencing homelessness, Jim helps educators develop ways to center their work on respecting, supporting, and valuing, which has led to ongoing improvements for school communities. As a former principal of a large middle school, Jim has learned the power of shaking the world as you go by. He's also a sought-after speaker, leadership coach, with a commitment to improving organizational culture, employer-employee relationships, and increasing positive school culture. He served as Iowa's NASSP state coordinator for four years, and he and his wife, Amy, who is also a lifelong educator, have three children and live near Des Moines, Iowa. Jim Wichman, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Why don't you fill in the gaps on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you? Well, uh, thank you. I'm really honored to be here. I really do appreciate it. Uh, what else to learn about me? I, I I really do believe that um, when you're talking about shaking the world as you go by, you kind of chuckled a little bit there. That That is a story that goes back to where I believe my roots are, and that's Ottumwa, Iowa. And when I say that is, um, that's a community of tight-knit people. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's a unique town, I guess I would say. And within that, there was it's a, there's a lot of poverty there. And, and while I was financially poverty, you know, filled with poverty, our family was, as the saying goes, I had a solid community that wrapped around their, their arms around the uh, Wichman family, single parent, four kids, and never let us knew, know that we were um, had less. And including, as you mentioned, homeless, because we always had people that were there for us. So when we talk about the why in our world, that's my why. Everybody deserves a great teacher. Everybody deserves a great principal. Everybody deserves a great community of support like the Witchmans had. Uh, other unique facts, uh, people chuckled when I was talking in, in Massachusetts that I actually play the accordion. Not very well, but I, I played it, even competed when I was younger. That's a, a thing that kind of makes people chuckle a little bit. I have some amazing human beings um, that I call friends, mostly are from Ottumwa. And then I have, uh, you mentioned my family and, and my extended family with my siblings. Um, and then my merchant of hope of obviously my mom, Teresa, and my wife, Amy. So mm. I've been an educator, school administrator for 25 years, 30 plus years in education. And, and really, um, 
you know, my wife jokes about this a lot, um, actually makes fun of me for joking about this, but you, you know, my name is actually James Dean. Well, you probably didn't know that. Um, there's someone just put a witchman on the end of it, but the difference is James Dean was a, the actor was a rebel without a cause. I'm a rebel with a cause. And I, I, I really do appreciate that. And I travel around and I try to get people to be that rebel with me. The rebel with a cause. Well, Jim, let me give principal matters listeners some context for our relationship because you and I do a lot of similar work and we have a lot of the same passions. And um, when I meet somebody that I know is a kindred spirit, I get really excited about introducing them to Principal Matters listeners. But really the first time I met you was through our mutual friend, Jimmy Casas, when we were at the National Association of Secondary School Principals Ignite Conference in Denver this summer. And Jimmy was uh, hosting some of his authors and some of the speakers that work with his team at his book table. And we met for the first time and there you were in your handsome bow tie. Um, yes. And th- then later in the day, I ran into one of my friends who got to sit through your session and he was like, Will, have, do you, have you heard Jim Witchman? And I was like, actually I, I've met him, but I've not heard him. And he was like, dude, we've got to get him to come to our place. And so Jim, I know that the message that you have is something that both inspires leaders, but also encourages them in their practice. And so I want to begin here um, you're an experienced education leader. And at the time of this recording, we're actually, this is the crazy part. You and I are stepping into a new school year, but it probably listeners won't hear this until we're in the middle of a school year. Mm-hmm. As an experienced education leader, what are some lessons that you have learned to help others stay on the path? Well, I appreciate that uh, connection there made, but staying on the path is is really just, um, it really is, is the core of who I am. You have to make sure you understand your core values and who you are. If you are someone who is chasing the title, this job is tough, really tough and lonely. If you are serving the profession, then you understand who you are and that leadership is not about you, but it's about lifting others around you. And we've, we've seen those quotes, but, but really getting after what does that actually mean? And, and so when you look around your, the world that we live in today, there's a lot of educators um, who are professionals that aren't don't have an education degree. They don't teach. They don't do any of that. And, and as educators, we're kind of humble people. So we we don't need the celebrations. We don't. I don't believe that. I believe that we need to rise up and 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 celebrate each other. So the solid we more solid we are with who we are and what we're about, the more comfortable we are with others rising up with us. And the more that we rise up, the more voice, the better our story is for other people to hear. I, I um, so this 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 podcast probably be in January, right? The January you've already made it through a semester, and you're kind of like, oh, we got one more semester to go. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is we only have one more semester left with these children that we have right now. And in order for us to maximize the opportunities for our children, we got to lift up the adults constantly, not just in August when the speaker comes into town and cheers everybody on. It's it's really the, the work in January and February that's probably the most important. So when we're talking about um, leaders that are listening to the podcast, what can you do in January? It really isn't the, the flashy that wins. Flashy actually fades. It's what we do consistently and intentionally throughout the school year, and it's no different in January and February. It's the individual conversations we have. It's the focus on what the really, with the, um, keeping our perspective, perception on what's real and what's necessary at the time. 
I know there's always this is the time when we start worrying about the uh, state testing for a lot of a lot of our areas coming up here. And and really, I believe that if we have a true core a standards mindset where we are constantly learning about individuals and growing, including the adults that are in that world, we, we actually stand a better chance to maximize the opportunities, not just for our students, but also for our staff. I love that. And I'm a, I'm a summarizer, Jim. So for Principal Matters listeners, some, some golden nuggets I want you to hold on to. Staying true to your core values. Remembering it's not about you. It's about who you serve. Celebrating one another. Having a mindset of not scarcity, but a mindset of recognizing how much time we have left with these students. Let's make the most of it. And then flashy fades being consistent, focusing on the individuals, focusing on what's essential. That's what matters. I love that, Jimmy. What do you want to add to that before I ask you another question? First of all, I got to say, I think we would make a great team. That was perfectly (laughs) stated there. (laughs) I I appreciate that. You know, and and the other part is, and I think we're hearing this more and more, is that we have to keep ourselves in the center because if we're not taking care of ourselves, we've got nothing to give. Mm. And, and so, um, and that's said by many different people, including Jimmy Casas, about keeping yourself in the center. But I, I got to tell you, what, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but the the er, the importance of, um, I used to tell people, yeah, see a therapist, it's great, you know, but I would never do it. And once I started doing it, I thought, this is like freeing. And, and why I say that's important is um, the therapist helps me keep myself in the center. And keep perspective of who I am and, and what I'm about. Because the more the, the, the more I do that and be intentional about that, the better leader I can be for everybody else. Because that's what a principal is supposed to be. They're supposed to be a principal for the people, not for the self. Well, Jim, I'm going to put in a shameless plug for a book that I did with Jimmy Casas, or did with Connect Ed Publishing, Pause, Breathe, Flourish. And my listeners are familiar with it. But this is a good reminder okay. That unless we pause and reflect on our own self-care, I call it the when the oxygen mask drops above you in the airplane, you mm-hmm. place it on yourself first before you place it on someone else. And as educators, we almost pride ourselves in not putting the oxygen mask on. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so important. And man, I've just I'm I'm sure there's probably some really good research out there that that I could um quote right now, but I'm just gonna talk anecdotally from the 30 years of experience I've had working with educators and education leaders, the most high-performing leaders I know are usually, not always, but usually the ones who are also deeply committed to self-care. Um, and so it, it, in terms of sustainable leadership, and so I just want to encourage leaders not to, be, don't beat yourself up, do what you can though, do what you can, even if it's just one thing today to make sure you're taking care of, to stay centered on your own self-care so that you can care for others too. Um, Jim, you focus a lot, and I love this uh, about your work on helping others discover their superpowers. Will you talk about that for a little bit and why that's so important to the work you do with schools? Certainly. Um, a couple things, though. I want to back up a second here. Please I do. apologize. We got our time frame there. But when you talked about a shameless plug, I, I think that in education that um, we sometimes diminish because we don't want ourselves to be come across that way. You sh- that is not a shameless plug. It should be an informational sharing is what it should be, because that is a re- great resource for a lot of, in, of 
administrate humans, not just administrators, humans. And, and so um, one of the hardest things I think I've, I've noticed as I'm working with educators, especially throughout the country is, is the, is the, is the phrase, thank you. So we give people compliments and what is the first thing that educators do? Oh, you know, it's not just me. It's everybody else around, you know, that's kind of insulting to the person giving that. Um, thank you. But it's also um, insulting to yourself. No, say thank you. You deserve that compliment. So say thank you. So when I go back to the superpowers, if we look at every educator's skill level, they went into education for a purpose. And that purpose sometimes fades away a little bit, but they went into education as a purpose. And when we regroup and we find that purpose, we have a very um, powerful community of superpowers. So, well, your, your superpower could be you are um, summarizing and you are a, a solid person who brings back and kind of you and I are in a, you and I are in a college class together. All right. I'm going to be the one that's going to spout off an answer first, whatever the case is. And eventually I'll get to a good answer. You're going to be the one that's going to sit back and listen to people. And then you're going to say a summary statement that is just powerful as can be where people like myself would have said, Oh man, I wish I would have said that. That's what I wish I would have said. So we have to find those. And instead of judging people like that, we need to value those moments and those superpowers. Well, you might come to me and say, Jim, I need I need you to talk about this and get people to and you name whatever it is, influence. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that's me. I can do that. And I think that if we look at all of our educators around um, the country, each individual has something to bring to the table that needs to be celebrated and honored. Mm -hmm. And we do that by finding out what their superpower is to bring to that table. And we can use our personality profiles we can do whatever it takes most important part is to sit down and listen to the stories of people when you hear the stories of individuals their superpower comes across nice and clearly you're reminding me of a conversation i had just this week i was in louisville kentucky at the time of this recording working with a group of principals and we were talking about the essential responsibilities of school leadership, which includes communication. And so I gave them some time at tables to just share where's an area where you want to see growth. And I heard one of the principals saying, I know that I need to be communicating more consistently through a newsletter with my parents and school community, but I just dread doing it. And so it's, it's something that I really struggle with. And so I couldn't help it, Jim. I don't always insert when other people are sharing in groups, but I just put, I just stepped in for a second and said, well, can I make a suggestion? And she said, yes. I said, have you thought about what you just said? Have you thought about who else on your team may have the superpower of, and I didn't use that word, but I'm using it now to, to yep. affirm what you just said. Who do you know that's on your team who may love to communicate? Who's a good writer? Who would be like so excited if you handed them the newsletter and said, can you put this together? And so I, I love the application of what you're saying, because when we identify the superpowers of the people with whom we work and then we help them harness and focus and um, leverage that strength, then we find ourselves stronger. And so, and so I, I, I've said this so many times in this podcast and I'm sorry, listeners that you always hear me say this, but tuck in your Cape and stop pretending you're a superhero and ask other people for help. But I, but by identifying those superpowers, Jim, I think you're, you're, you're recognizing how much more you can do um, together. 
Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Over one million teachers use IXL in their classrooms every day for one reason. They love it. IXL is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform for K-12. It provides schools with a personalized curriculum, thousands of instructional resources, and actionable diagnostic data. IXL saves teachers valuable time with ready-made plans aligned to their standards and textbooks. Built-in engagement tools such as customizable competitions make learning fun for students. Dr. Trujillo, superintendent at Tucson Unified School District, says this is what he loves about IXL. Quote, for the teacher, IXL opens up the door to be a lot more effective and provide more differentiated instruction to the different subgroups of students in their class. End quote. Empower your teachers with the tools and insights they need to enhance instruction, all in one single, easy-to-use platform. Get started today at IXL.com. It's, it's so true. So um, I, I got to tell you, like, a, uh, a moment in my career, there's a lot that I get until I turn the page. One of those pages I turned was um, someone, a friend of mine, instructional coach Alyssa she really um she asked me a question she goes have you ever shared your why with people mm. and I was like no I haven't I mean I was really offended one time when someone said put your why on a, a notebook or a post-it note and I'm thinking no my I am bigger than that my post my why is so much bigger than that anyway once I shared my why with the staff it forced me to think about what truly is my why mm. And within that purpose, I had to, I shared it with them. And then I had invited people to come share their story, their why with me, which was so powerful. So that put it, they created a lever of vulnerability for me. So when you were talking about tucking your cape, the word vulnerability comes right to my mind. And then you said reaching out to the team. And I want to make sure the listeners know that that team doesn't necessarily mean office staff or administrative staff. Although one of my um, best complimentary um administrators was um, Kathleen. Kathleen was the one that took our newsletter from boring to extravagant. And, you know, shameless plug, if you want, it was using the, the, the s'more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And then, um, then the, the uh, my, the head of the office staff, she jumped in and took it up. It took my, I freed up probably hours of time. Yes. By leaning onto their superpowers. And then I got to talk about my friend, Don, who's a teacher. And this is where I think listeners just really get into that, lean into that relationship with it, um, your staff. Don is the one that I could go up to him and say, hey, Don, I need you to wear your union lens. Hey, Don, I need you to wear your teacher lens. Hey, Don, I need you to wear your parent lens. And we would talk through things. And because of that partnership, he saw value in each other, but also we made it about the staff by working through some of those things that I was not ever going to see. Mm-hmm. I also know that one of the things that you help educators understand is the power of their own story. So talk about that, Jim. And why is that? Um, Just, I love that story you told about someone asking you to write down your why and you just push back until you actually had to sit down and think through how would I communicate that? And I think that's so closely connected to what you teach here in, in terms of why is it important to tell our story? So think about um, all the interviews you sat through. And there's people that walk away and you're like, no, oh, check. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Reading is huge. Yep. Relationships is huge. Yep. Check, check, check. 
Then there's people that walk away and there's a story that is in your mind. You can see the movie rolling through the reels, the 16 millimeter slide, you know, film strip is just clicking in your brain and you, and you can see their story. Those are the people you're inviting back because you want to know what it's more about. So when you think about what is our why, our why isn't what we put on paper. Our why is that film that we have rolling in our head that takes us through those memories, those moments that created those memories and reminding us about who we are and why we're at where we're at. So often we have people who's, who step through um, education, you know, like, leave me alone, let me do my job, click, next year. Let, leave me alone, let me do my job, click, next year. This job was never meant to be done in isolation. Look, Brene Brown, a friend there, who says, you know, this job was never, um, this job is not to make, meant to do alone. We need to keep that in mind as we're clicking through. And I, when I see those people that are clicking through the years, they, their, their why is wiltering away their story. So we can lean in on that by talking with them about their story and let them remember what that moment is like. You know, a lot of times when I when I when I go travel around, I start off by playing music. And um, I don't want to spoiler alert, but I have great research that tells you the difference between good and great parents. So if I'm ever in person with you, Will, I'll, I'll tell you the secret. Otherwise, you got to invite me to your district. <laughs> it's tremendous. But anyway, we get talking about these, these, this music, and it takes everybody back to a moment. And that moment typically ties around to our why or our story. And then we get to be intentional with what that is. Even in small communities where everybody, I'm putting air quotes out there, everybody knows everybody. I dispel that by showing them being very intentional with an action I do to show that everybody doesn't know everything about everybody. Yeah. And the more that we get to know that story, we can celebrate each other's superpowers. So Jim, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question in the, and I'm just going to be really obvious with principal matters listeners that the reason I'm asking this follow-up question is because I think sometimes it's important to demonstrate the power of story. Mm -hmm. So I want you to take us back to Ottawa school district where you grew up. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk about your story and, and especially cause I've shared a few notes with you ahead of time and you with me, mm -hmm. um, the influence that your mother made in, in, in that story and, and how that story has helped shape who you are as an educator. Gosh, you got me a little bit on that one. So I'm actually a very passionate person too. So and I, I get a little, no, you be real. All right. Be real. Actually, that's the, uh, uh, compliment I get more than anything else. I show up in a bow tie. People get a stigma about what's this guy going to be like in a bow tie. And then when he starts, when I start, they, they, I, I get the compliment of being real, which to me is the ultimate compliment. So growing up in, in uh, Tumwa, um, uh, you, my dad made some bad choices and, and he succumbed to alcohol and he was out of our life pretty much um, since I was eight or 10, somewhere right around there. So my mom went to work and she raised four kids. Now, keep in mind, the oldest is 10 years. Um, there's a diff 10 years difference between the oldest and the youngest. I'm the second male and there's a little gap between me and then the younger ones as well. I'm three years young, uh, younger than my eldest sister. So in our in our time growing up, we lived in a, in a pretty rough house and um, my mom went to work early. She wasn't there when we um, got home. Um, she made it fun to go to work with her at her second job as cleaning offices. And so, you know, three of us would go do that. And while the 
Um, the, the fourth one was probably, you know, tagging along in a stroller or whatever the case is. So when we grew up, we had people that surrounded us wholeheartedly. I lived in the house with the cockroaches where you turn on the light at night and they, and they scamper away and you have all that sound that goes in there. So I can vividly see that with the bats that sneak into your house or, or whatever the case is, um, those moments. But what I really remember is the principal at Lincoln Elementary paying me to um, be the crossing guard for half day um, kindergartners walking down the hills and, and up the hills or whatever you want to say. And, and, and realizing now in my life that that individual did that because he knew something about me. Or I think of Larry Zolke, who was my middle school teacher, who who made that experience wonderful for me. My middle school years were not filled with trauma as most do. And it's because of Larry Zolke and a supporting cast. Mm. And they insisted that no matter how many lemons I gave him, he was making lemonade. And then I go into high school and not only in high school do, do and that's when our house, we lost our house because of a fire and, and, and people rallied around us there as well. And had we had food, we had a place to stay. It was, it was amazing. But in that, the school system never, ever judged my mom for not being there when we left in the morning or when we not being there when we got home at night. They never judged. In fact, whenever there was a home football game or whatever the case is, they would reach out to my mom and say, hey, Teresa, Jimmy's playing in Fairfield. Uh, we just want to make sure that we know it's important for you to be there. If you don't have a ride, we have one for you. I mean, come on, that is amazing mm -hmm. stuff. No judgment. Continually, I give lemons. Continually, they return lemonade. And I remember the Edna B. Houston scholarship is $500. It was for future teachers. And I knew I would need to be in education. I knew it. And I applied for it because I was told to apply for it. And you had to have a 2-5. The only problem with that, Will, is I had a 2-2-1. You know, people probably think, oh, well, look at this guy. He's done all this. He's got three, three college degrees. And he had a 2-2-1 in high school at that time. I won the scholarship again. The people of Ottumwa saw value in me beyond academics, be, even though I tried-ish. Beyond that, they saw a human who was going to give back to the society. And I could not, and I still can't let them down. They are who I am and what I'm about. And then I think about my siblings. All of us graduated and we have the same love for this town called Ottumwa, Iowa. And within that, it's because of the people, the people who reached out. If you followed me on social media, you would see some of my classmates and, and, and how, many, how many accolades they give me and support me constantly throughout. That's a why. That's what you put in the world. That is not a post-it note. So when it comes into, there's so many Jimmy Witchmans that are in people's schools or I can talk about Mary Witchman's or Julie Witchman's and wait for it, Will. I even have an Eddie Witchman. And we have 80 first, 85 um, first cousins. And they love Eddie because they he's the reason why they get to say they have a cousin Eddie as a relative. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I, I get going on this passion, but you, you, but I'm so thankful for the people in my life that have it, led me it, to the spot. I could, so go on, I could go on a little further and, and just talk about the demons that I had to swim through with, um, when I say demons, it's just a way of operating. Um, it, it's um, therapy has helped me uncover some of the trauma that I never dealt with before because I would just keep stuffing it down because I'm an educator. I can do it. I'm Jim. I can do this. And the more we stuff it down, 
the harder it is and the faster it erupts out, mm. which is where the therapy comes into play within that. Mm. Jim, thank you for being vulnerable and thank you for telling your story. And the reason I wanted to stop there is because obviously when we understand our own story, it gives us better perspective on our work. But then you and I, will, and we're all educators that this is a show for education leaders. So I just have to be the teacher, which is when we help other people identify their stories, then they work with more purpose. And I'll give you an example. I was um, about three or four years ago, I had a, a listener who reached out to me who was applying for a principal position. She was serving as an assistant in a very large district that was highly competitive. And so she asked me if we could get on the other side of each other through Zoom. And could I coach her um, on her interview structures? And she she was highly qualified. She had every credential. She had all the experience that she needed. But that's how the conversation pretty much went. And so I finally just paused and said, can you tell me your story? Mm -hmm. And I found out, and then I have a, a podcast um, link to this. I can put in the show notes, but, um, but she went back to her life in India where she um, left that country and came to America um, as a single mom and was faced with this new ambition of trying to raise kids, finish education um, she was strong in mathematics and I can't tell, retell her whole story here, but the point is by the time she finished her story, I was so inspired. Mm -hmm. I, I begged her, I said, would you please, when you step into an interview, tell that story first, then talk about your credentials. And it's the same thing with students. It's the same thing with your teachers. It's the same thing with your community. First, let people know you and get to know them. And then begin the process of education and solving problems. What do you want to add to that? I just want to say preach on that, man. Because here's the here's the thing: when we, I think that we are destroying the term relationships. We keep saying it, and so when, that's what I get out there. So let's get specific with it. What does that actually mean? So if we want to be relationships, we need to lean into people, not stay away from them. How many of your listeners have have been into the band room? or the teachers have been in the band room. What a great compliment as a colleague just to get in to say, hey, wow, look at your craft, look at what you're doing. That's a specific action. And by the way, that's what I call shaking the world as you go by. You do these things, it costs nothing, nothing. JD, um, I was helping him, same as you, he was telling me this and not as you were such, you were more polite than I was to JD. JD, I said, JD, your answers are boring me. I said, tell me, stop and tell me about your upbringing. And he talked about his grandpa and mowing the rows and how proud he was of his work. And he talked about that with the lessons and so forth. And he talked about his dad leaving um, farming and going back in for the passion within that. JD is now an administrator mm -hmm. because he stopped with the, with the trying to show off with his credentials and more into who he was as a human. That's relationships. That is. Well, Jim, I want you to transition now to, and by the way, the friend that I was coaching also was able to get her first principalship to in a middle school and continues telling her story, which is just Love so it. beautiful to see how that works in, in rallying communities too. You've transitioned a lot like I have mm -hmm. to taking your work beyond your community and now working with other communities. And you've done this across the nation mm -hmm. and, um, and 
it, as I said at the very beginning of this show, when I meet a kindred spirit, I, I really love to, to learn from your experience. What are some of the things that you're helping schools discover when you work with them? Um, what are some of the takeaways that you might could give listeners a, a peek into in ways that you support schools and help them stay motivated in their work? Um, thank you. Yes. So I've, um, in my educational career, I always have to find the cause. So middle school has been my cause for a long time in the sense that I remember people having trauma stories. You can line them up. They'll all tell you their trauma of middle school and they kind of write it off and, and so forth. Um, and to me, that's just, that's just something that's unacceptable. And so I, my cause was that everybody leaving the middle school that I worked with is, is going to have the best experience of their possible career. And you do that by understanding the people that you're working with on an individual basis. Now I'm not talking about just the students. I'm talking about um, the adults as well. So as I did my observations and say what is missing well we got to do a better job of taking care of the adults so they can take care of the children and especially i mean i say that especially true in middle school because i'm biased but it could be the same with kindergartners and high school students because you can play that out so the message i take throughout the, the country really is um well first of all i would say i see people the pond the teaching pond the administrative pond the support staff pond is dwindling and, and I hear this, well, this, these struggles constantly. So we have to do something about that. And I can't sit back any longer. And what I'm, so what I'm doing is, is traveling around to help people inspired to tell their story, to um, celebrate each other, to don't listen to the outside, but speak and tell them the story. Don't let people tell the story for you. And we do that by celebrating each other in the district, in the communities. Kind of like what you're doing. Well, you 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 invite people in here to tell a story and you're sprinkling it, shaking the world as you go by, by getting those stories out there and about the people that they do have value. Education has been amazing to me as a human, as a student, and as a professional. Education is outstanding. Yes, there are some barriers that come along the way with it that gets tricky. We have to navigate, gets it is difficult. But that doesn't mean that we can we should swim in the misery of it. We should be actually rising up and saying, yeah, but this is what we get to do. And we get to do to have that power because we get to determine our culture by how we respond, how we act with each other and how we lift each other up in our community, as well as outside, not just in our schools. And we get to do that. And it costs literally nothing financially. And it's so powerful that we get to have that where nobody else gets to, to tell us or how to do that part. We get to do it. So real briefly, I look at four frames. One of them is recognize and name the shatterings that happen in our world. Cause we've had that. I mean, we celebrate the pandemic as our biggest shattering, but that's not our biggest shattering. Our biggest shattering is when we lose a child or when a staff member goes through a divorce or when a child, like in my case, when the parents were told, you're not going to have any more kids after your first one. And you have to come to school and be the best you can, but there's nobody there to really support you because they don't know. Or um, even as light as the three-year-old baby who vomits on you on the way out the door and you're trying to get to school on time and so forth. We have to understand that's a shattering too. We don't, we need to stop dismissing it and stuffing them down and start doing something about it. The next one is shake the world as you go by. It's so simple. Well, it's like when you come into me, yep, you come into me and you, and you, uh, 
you say, hey, Jim, tell me a little bit more. And we started talking there at Jimmy Costas's booth there. That really was a simple way of shaking the world as you go by, saying hello and good morning to every individual that comes through the door at, at a school. Even if you don't know your name, you recognize them, you acknowledge them and say, hey, I see you, you have meaning. That's shaking the world as you go by. Keeping yourself in the center and then keeping your family wrapped around you as well within that. That doesn't mean that you disregard all your work that you're doing with students and staff. That actually means just the opposite. You're making sure that you have something to give to them. And then finally, it's support. Making sure people know that you're there for them and that you matter. There's so many different ways of support to be able to do that. And there's um, some great stories that I've been able to demonstrate and see demonstrated by educators along the way as far as how we can support each other. And it it really is just sitting down in a chair with no barriers and listening to them. Well, Jim Wichman, I know that Principal Mentors listeners are going to want to know how they can stay connected with you because not only is your story inspiring, but your your lessons are inspiring too. So can you tell listeners how they can stay connected with you and any additional, because you and I could talk forever, but what are some parting words of advice that you'd like to leave with listeners as they step into their day? Sure. I um, talk about um, a student of mine that really has meant the world to me because it was an experience when he was in fourth grade that was traumatic for everybody and he stuck with school. And the story goes on how his parents gave me a lot of compliments about being the one. Now, I know there's others, and, and so it's been humbling for me to be able to say thank you. He's gone on to be that person for a lot of other kids in the world, which is pretty empowering. It's power, uh, empowering, excuse me. So I use that experience and then also the experience I had with pandemic that reaching out to folks and, and reminding them that they do matter. Just like Zach mattered, everybody matters. And no matter what, um, under any circumstance, we're never alone. And I'll back that up by sharing with you. You follow me on Twitter and reach out to me. I'm coming back and helping you out. You're having a down moment. I got you. I share my cell phone out with people regularly. I have um, emails um, that come in consistently communicate with Facebook messaging, same thing. All of them are at Jim Wichman. If, if you look that up and I'll take care of the rest for you. We get in a world right now where it gets overwhelming and then we feel like there's no way out. There is absolutely, like we said earlier, this is a profession where we're never meant to do this alone. So to all the listeners out there who are struggling, they want to reach out. They want to get to know my story a little bit more, want me to um, visit their school. Or if they just want to say, hey, make me laugh today. I got you because we all matter. Jim, you and I met just a short time ago, but it's it's like having a another brother who <laughs> is doing the same work. And, and even though we have been in our own uh, universe of education influence, um, we've just adopted so many of the same um, values. In fact, I always end the show the same way, uh, which is I always tell listeners that um, thank you for the time that you've spent listening. Thank you for the the way that you serve your school communities, because what you do matters. 
And so I, I'm just so glad every time now that I follow you and I see you sharing and I see you out working with educators, um, holding up that banner, you matter, because it's just so important for people to remember that what they do is, man, Principal Matters listeners, I've, I just hope you believe it, that that what you're doing today is is inspiring and influencing and touching and shaping the lives of other people whose outcomes will live way longer than you and I will live. So Jim Witchman, thank you so much for the opportunity to introduce you, my friend, and I'll share your contact information in the show notes and Principal Matters listeners. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. You can find free resources like this one at williamdparker.com. Subscribe for our free weekly newsletter, which contains bonus material. And also check out the links for Grow Academies, Masterminds, Executive Coaching, and Keynote Presentations for my books, as well as from Principal Matters Associates. You can find out more under our Speakers tab at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together, and thank you for doing what matters.